Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. With car prices at an all-time high, our donors are now getting highest receipts ever. Donate at carsforkids.org and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Hey, it's Wiggy here, and I am a big takeout guy, but if I'm stuck on hold, I'm going elsewhere. If you run a restaurant, make sure you capture every possible sale and get in touch with Ray at Unified Office for a revenue-saving phone system at unifiedoffice.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston Always live on the free Odyssey app This hour is brought to you by The cleanup and restoration specialist at SurfPro Call 1-800-SURFPRO We're back to Christian Arcan On WEEI I'm Jefferson So much was this production just He's just an elite player Versus You could have done more it's not the only good receiver we're going to see this year. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, no doubt about it. Sports Radio WEEI. It's Arkan here. Hour number two. Phone number 617-779-7937. You can find me on Twitter at Christian Arkan. Uh, you can listen on the uh, Odyssey app. Or if you have a smart speaker, just say play 93.7 W-E-E-I. That's all you got to say. It'll pop right up. It's almost Christmas, right? Are smart speakers still like a big Christmas thing? Are people still buying each other smart speakers at Christmas? Anyone? 
I've never had one of those things. Uh, I don't think, you know, like one that you just shout out commands at and it does stuff. I have a Sonos, which I guess is kind of a smart speaker, but a Sonos is basically just a fancy Bluetooth, right? Like, it's a great speaker. It's one of the best speakers I've ever had, but it's just like a nice Bluetooth. I don't think it, I can't like yell at it and it does stuff, (laughs) you know? The Alexa, the, uh, what's the other one? The Google Dryer, is that a, I forget, I don't know which one's which. I've never had one before. I don't need something in my house listening to every single thing I say all day. Especially not now. Oh, God, no way. Um, You know, like, isn't that what we have the phone for? Can't I just ask my phone all these questions? What am I asking a little speaker for? But I guess, you know, it's Christmas season. These things pop back up. Um, Bill Belichick had, a, uh, had an interesting night, I think. I wouldn't say it was Bill's finest hour. And I bet you he doesn't think so either because those are the type of games he hates losing. Remember after that Jets win when we're like, oh, man, and Patriots fans were saying this too. It wasn't just us here at the station. Bill loves winning games like that. Bill loves a 10-3 win where there's no offensive touchdowns, you know. After that game, he's beaming ear to ear just, oh, yeah, that's football. <laughs> you know, that's that's the Bill Belichick type of win. That's his, it's right in his wheelhouse. So he must hate losing in a shootout, you would think. And if I was him, I'd hate this game. If I was Bill, I'd hate that game. Um, I'd be happy that Mac Jones and the offense looks better, but I'd hate the way the defense and the special teams and the situational football and all the other things that I really have made such a big point of emphasizing over my 50 years in the NFL uh, were all really lacking, all kind of together, with the one thing looking good was the offense and Mac Jones. Um. Patriots, despite the loss, uh, they're not a playoff team right now, but they are still in the mix. And I think the playoff picture right now, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, Chiefs still at the top at 8-2. and two, Then Buffalo, the Titans, the Ravens and Dolphins, all 7-3. and three. Bills are 8-3. and three. Bengals at 6-4. and four. Jets at 6-4. and four. And then the Patriots at uh, the 8th spot. 6-5. and five. Um, Not great. But in the mix, very much still in the mix. Uh, the Chargers, by the way, who I've called the most disappointing team in the NFL, and I still believe that, are 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Colts at 4-6, and six, and the Jaguars, Raiders, Browns, Broncos, Steelers, Texans. Uh, the dregs of the AFC. It's not you. It's not you. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Um. People are upset at me, say, why are you mad at Patriots fans for being optimistic? I'm not. I don't think you should be, I didn't even say you shouldn't be optimistic. I just want to know if your optimism is big picture or small picture, because even if you're talking big picture, let me just say this. If you're talking about the big picture of this team, then, yeah, it's good to see Mac Jones take a step forward as a quarterback in the offense to get better, because in the big picture, that means you're probably not going to have to start looking for another quarterback next offseason, right? Or be thinking about that. Or is this the guy that we want to go forward with? No, you know it's Mac Jones. You know that's what you want. And I think you took a step in that direction, and that's good for the team, big picture. But even even still, if that's good for the team, big picture, it also, the drawback to that is that last season you were a playoff team. This season, and Bill just said it, 
Jefferson's not the only good receiver we got to see. You're right, Bill. <laughs> He's not. Uh, you got Stefan Diggs twice. You got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle once. You've got uh, Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. You've got Devontae. Uh, but now I was about to say Devontae Parker. Um, when, of course, what I meant to say was Devontae Adams. You got Devontae Adams. Although Ken Laird thinks Devontae Parker is better than Devontae Adams, which, wild take there. But anyway. <laughs> what was his reason? Because he beat he beat Gilmore one-on-one in that one game. He did. He kicked Gilmore's ass in that game, boy. No doubt about it. He absolutely he smoked him in that game. Gilmore got flash fried in that game. But uh, that part, we haven't seen that, uh, that uh, Parker yet. We've seen flashes. We've seen glimpses. And I thought that was a great game by him uh, against the Vikings, too, early on. I thought they went away from him, but I thought early on he made some big impact catches. And I was encouraged by that. I'll tell you who I wasn't encouraged by is Tyquan Thornton. Especially not with that kid Pickens, who was drafted right after him in Pittsburgh, looking like an actual receiver over there on a team without a quarterback. That's frustrating. That's frustrating to see. I had high hopes for Thornton. I thought he was going to be a... You know, maybe not the one guy that turned around Bill Belichick's fortune drafting wide receivers or anything, but I thought he'd be on the better side. I thought he'd be on the, I don't know, Malcolm Mitchell side of things, not uh, Nikhil Harry. And I don't know if he's Nikhil Harry yet, but, you know, what do you have, one target in that game? Um, Do you feel better or worse about the Patriots' playoff chances now? I mean, they're out of the playoff picture, so it's hard to feel better. But they also, and this is kind of like what Curtis's question was, although I'm asking it a little more directly. <laughs> um, the the Patriots' offense woke up, I think. I think they've, away, they've uh, woken up. I think that you'll see better performances from them going forward, even against better teams. I think that'll happen. That's my belief. Maybe I'll be wrong, but that's what I think right now. I don't think that was a fluke. I think that's what the offense – I don't think it's going to look exactly like that, but it's going to be more on the, that side of things going forward. Then that team you saw play the Jets and the Colts and, you know, everybody else where they couldn't cross the goal line. I think you're going to see the offense continue to improve. Does that, if that's how you feel and that's how I feel, do you think that's enough to get this team enough wins to be a playoff team? Which I think is going to take 10. I think it will take 10 wins. And I'm not sure where those four wins are going to come from. You know, that's a, that's a hard hard thing for me to to map out Raiders. All right. I'll give you the Raiders. There's one. You need three more. Andrew, what other games can they win? Cardinals. I think they could beat the Cardinals. There's two. Yeah. That's a very hesitant. Yeah. I mean, they're not beating the bills, right? Raiders. I said Raiders. So, you know, Raiders, Raiders and Cardinals. That's two. You need, you gotta, you gotta find me two more wins. It's like Trump and Georgia. You gotta find me two more votes. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it might be a little <laughs> what tough. Do we, what do we got here? Uh, Bengals, maybe. I mean, the Bengals have come up short in a few games this year. And you know what? The Bills, I look at the Bills and I say there's no way. But the Bills have come up small in some games this year, too. They have. The Bills have come up very small at points this year. All right? I just, you know, when a team beats you so badly that you don't punt two straight, that they don't punt two straight games, it's hard to envision a bounce back for the pay. You know, I just, I'm sorry. Especially after you saw the defense kind of turn back into a pumpkin. You know, like that's that's the other part of it. Cardinals, the Raiders, 
I need you to find me one more win. Bengals, fine. There's three. What's the fourth? One of the Bills games? The Dolphins? Come on. I mean, who do you trust them splitting with more, Miami or the Bills? They have a better chance of splitting that series with the Dolphins than you do with the Bills. Yeah, except they always lose those late season Dolphins games. When they lost that first game to Miami, I thought, well, that's it. They're not winning the they're not winning the one later in the year. Because they never do. Although it's usually the one later in the year is usually the one in Miami, and it's like hot and it's December and they're down there playing and they get all messed up and like they always lose that game. When Cleo Lemon was the quarterback, they used to lose that, that game. That was gonna be the one plus side that I had to that is at least it's in Gillette this time. They might beat the Bills in that last game. If the Bills' playoff spot's locked in, right? And second team is in? Yeah. I'll take it. If that, right? I mean, think about it. Like, that that could be a way that this happens. But would the Bills even risk that? I'm trying I'm trying to cover all the bases here. Would the Bills risk it? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> would they risk having to play the Patriots in the first round? They'd probably be thrilled to play the Patriots. I mean, they're risking the Josh playoffs. Allen's health every time he runs. So I would, I would be willing to bet that if McDermott looked at that game, it was like mm, keep my starters out or if they keep couldn't, them out. if they couldn't go up or down in the standings in that game, if they had no bearing there, then I would think they would probably bench bench a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah they'd probably. rest a lot of guys there, and they'd be smart too. And the Patriots could have a chance that way. That's it. All right. Maybe, maybe the Cardinals, maybe the Cardinals and Raiders, I'll give you. Maybe the Bengals. And maybe that last Bills game on January 8th, if the Bills bench a lot of their starters, then maybe there's your, there's your way in. Well, we've been doing the a wins a win argument. So I guess that's the game to, <laughs> right. Hey, you know, there's their wins second string team was in. It's all right. So it's a win, guys. Absolutely right. That's absolutely right. 617 779 That's your phone number. Um, I think with, uh, with the Belichick discussion, this has been sort of a for the Bill, the hardcore Bill defenders. This has been a tough year. I feel like they've been kind of, you know, head on a swivel this whole time, trying to trying to defend what we've been seeing. And it's not like it's been indefensible. I mean, come on, the team's over five hundred. They're in a tough division, obviously, but I mean, six and five would get you first place in a couple divisions in the NFL right now. So it's not like they have an embarrassing record. Um, you know, six and five, that'd be the first place in the NFC South, <laughs> you know, like they'd be, they'd be Tom Brady would be looking up at them if they were down there, if they were the, uh, you know, Atlanta Patriots, but they're not, they're the New England Patriots and the AFC East just happens to be kind of loaded. And I also will say this, when the Jets lost that game and dropped to six and four and the Patriots sort of, you know, leapfrogged them in the standings. They the Jets had a move that they could go to, right? The Jets' move that they could go to was benching Zach Wilson. Patriots, I don't think, should bench Mac Jones because he hasn't been as Zach Wilson hasn't had a game like Mac just had since he's gotten to the NFL. The other thing about it is, and this is sort of piggybacks on that, is that Mac Jones was good last year. Zach Wilson's never been good. <laughs> like Zach Wilson's been pretty much ass his entire career. So, yeah, they benched him finally. They said, that's enough. This isn't working. We're benching you. And they have some pretty good pass catchers and a good running back who's hurt, but will be back next year. And they can sort of start over. But they identified the problem, and they addressed it, and they're, they're good to go there, I would say. We'll see what the rest of the season's like for him. I don't know if Mike White and Joe Flacco are going to take him anywhere. Probably not. But I don't know that the Patriots necessarily are going to have much luck with this upcoming schedule that they have. So one way or another, I think you're going to be sort of looking at the Jets here down the stretch and thinking, okay, you know, can we can we separate from them? 
can we separate from this team? Can we not finish the season in the bottom of the of the division? You know, because even if they're all over five hundred and everything, if they're nine and eight to to finish the year, and still you know down at the bottom of the division, like who cares? Uh, that's a step back from last year, and that's why the big picture thing. I think that argument gets kind of convoluted too. Well, big picture. It's good that they lost the game and that Mac Jones was uh, was good on offense because that's good for the future of the team. It is, maybe. But the fact that it took from week 12 for Mac to finally take a step forward in the second year, I think big picture is bad for the team. But that's already happened. You can't do anything about that. What matters is going forward, and I think that you know Mac Jones, if he finishes strong, and even if the team falls short in a couple of these games against much superior uh, competition than they faced in the last month, two months, then... I don't know. Can you can you deal with that? Can you take that, Patriots fans? I, I think I'd be okay with that. I think I'd be okay. Big picture. I'd hate to see him te- take a step back and miss the playoffs. But you need to be able to run an offense here in the NFL in 2022 and 23 and 24 and however much longer Mac Jones is the quarterback. So if that's the case, then I think you know his progression has to, has to take some precedence. It's not great overall. It's not a great sign overall for the team. But it's something I think we're all going to have to be okay with if that's the way things go. Uh, 617-779-7937, that is the phone number. When we come back, we're going to take a break from the Patriots because the Celtics keep on winning. They had a pretty remarkable uh, comeback last night in the fourth quarter against the surprisingly good Sacramento Kings. We'll talk Celtics, uh, what's different this year, why they've uh, gotten off to such a great start, and we'll discuss it with uh, Dan Greenberg, Stuhl Greeny of Barstool Sports. That's all coming up uh, next segment. Quick break here, and we're right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
You're listening to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Six points, eight rebounds in the first half for Vucevic. 23 rebounds against the Celtics here last time. Jalen on the move, drills a three. Warming up. 12 in the corner. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's Arkan here, Sports Radio WEEI. Nice to have you with us here today. As we uh, cruise through the two o'clock hour, we'll be joined by Dan Greenberg, uh, Greeny Barstool Sports. Be joining us in about uh, ten minutes. Been a great season for him so far. I don't think anybody can bring him down. <laughs> you know, there's no. If you get off to a start like this, that's. I mean, that's uh, Greeny's wheelhouse, and a lot of Celtics fans. Let's be honest. I mean, it's been uh, you know, call your doctor after four hours status these days. Um, and last night really wasn't any different. Uh, the Kings are surprisingly good this year. I said that in trending yesterday. These surprisingly good Sacramento Kings coming to Boston. But I didn't think that they had a chance. It was a seven-and-a-half-point spread. I didn't think the Kings really had a chance. And this was a game where the Celtics were trailing in the third quarter. Okay? Like, this wasn't a this wasn't some wire-to-wire blowout against the young, inexperienced, scared team coming to Boston. No, 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 no. The Kings were hanging around. The Kings were up. That second quarter, what, Sacramento dropped 40 points in that second quarter. I mean, they were they were hot, and uh, this game looked like it was going to be a Celtics blowout, and Sacramento said not so fast, um, despite a really tough shooting night from uh, De'Aaron Fox, who was a minus 26 on the night. That's that's rough. I like him, but that's rough. Um, he needs to he needs to figure out how to be a more efficient scorer uh, for that team because Sabonis I thought was really good. Barnes played a really good game. Um, Davian Mitchell off the bench, who I you know was never super impressed with uh, in the past, but he's definitely uh, he's definitely turned into a pretty good player. Um, all in all, though, you know that's just a, a good, energetic young team, and that sort of team give the Celtics problems. OKC, you remember? I mean, they just kept pushing the ball, and Gilgis Alexander just pushing the ball uh, after makes, after everything, and trying to tire the Celtics out. That's basically what they've the teams have been trying to do, and even then, I mean, they get a little bit of success with that, but not enough. Certainly not enough to win the game. Celtics will outlast you. They'll outrun you. They'll outshoot you. They'll do basically everything. Um, the only time that they ever really come up a little short is when they have to uh, when they have to get big underneath, and that's against you know the Bulls and sort of the bigger teams. But I don't think that that's a a major problem or one that I think you know you really have to feel all that bad about because you got Robert Williams coming back. But I will say this: I'm very surprised. Very surprised by how little this team has missed Robert Williams. I feel like they haven't missed him at all. Chicago, I mean, maybe they would have beat Chicago if they had him, and maybe they'd be undefeated if they had Williams, I guess. Like, right? <laughs> would he have made them undefeated? Maybe, but they're 15-4, and four, whatever they are, 15-4. and four. How much have they missed him? And the reason why that surprises me, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Robert Williams. I think he's a good player. But I thought that what kicked last year's team into, you know, overdrive was Williams and his ability on defense certainly to, uh, you know, kind of play free safety and and roam around and and stop guys at the rim. But also offensively, I thought, you know, his lob game was right up there, you know, smart to Williams. That lob was about as effective of a weapon as anybody not named Brown or Tatum had uh, to score points on the entire team. 
I'm not kidding. Like, it was really, really effective on the pick and roll and sometimes just, you know, sneaking behind guys in the half-court set. That happened all the time last year. And defensively in particular, though, I thought he was really much more instrumental to what they were doing defensively. And they've been playing perfectly good defense without him. So I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I thought that was I thought that was going to be a bigger hill for them to climb. And so far, it really hasn't been. I think they'll get better when he comes back. I'm not saying he's going to drag him down or anything, but I'm very surprised that they don't uh, miss him more. I thought that they would. One other thing about the Celtics, and you saw it last night, is that they have tremendous depth. I mean, tremendous. Uh, Peyton Pritchard was a huge spark off the bench. Luke Cornett was a great spark off the bench last night. Uh, Hauser, you know, Brogdon played 21 minutes, but even he, you know, I mean, he was he was energy when they needed it. And there's been times this year when Smart was out, Brogdon was out, and you just had White and Pritchard were your only two point guards, and this team did not skip a beat even then. And that, I think, is indicative of a team that, number one, has a, maybe a bit of a logjam at that one position, but... Number two, has guys that can come in and fill the void. I just sort of wonder, like, what do they need? Do they need anything? Because you could probably do okay in a trade for one of those four point guards that you have because they're not all going to get minutes, and eventually someone's probably going to want some more minutes. That's the only thing. Honestly, like, I'm reaching here a little bit, but that's the only thing I can think of that may be a potential negative for this team. And speaking of things that could be a potential negative for the team, you're not going to hear one from this guy. Uh, that would be Dan Greenberg, Barstool Sports. Stool Greeny joins me here on the program. Dan, how are you, man? Nice to talk with you again. Oh, Arkan, I'm fantastic, as you can imagine. How could anyone not be? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been really a remarkable start to the year. Why don't you? Why don't we start with the with, with that? With the way this year's begun? Because last year, with largely the same, well, not the exact same, but uh, with a lot of the same players, you saw this team really uh, struggle to start off. And that was with Ime Udoka as the head coach, and obviously some different faces, and you know the trade deadline and everything. But what's been so different about this start to the year as opposed to last year? Honestly, it's, I think you can just chalk it up to what happened in the final. I think over the final four months last year, we saw this team sort of figure out the formula of what works. Then they have this, you know, painful, you know, choking, if you want to go that route, of the NBA finals. They get so close. They now enter this season. Think about what we're not wondering. We're not wondering if this is the right combination of players. We're not wondering – about everybody's role. It almost seems like they know the formula for how to be successful and win at a high level. So now it's just a matter of executing it. So I think having gone through that and finally getting over the hump gives this team a different perspective where in previous years they would get to the Eastern Conference Finals and they would fall short and they never really broke through. Now this team did break through and they can say, hey, we know how to play. We know what everyone's role has to be to win at a high level, and they've started doing that exact thing. So could this be a case like a lot of people assume that Pat Riley invented like the Showtime Laker offense, right? But it was really Jack McKinney, and then he fell off his bike, and then Riley took over, and that was that. Could, could this be like a situation like that where Ime Udoka may have in, installed this great uh, program, and then instead of falling off his bike, we know what he did, but you know now uh, here's Joe Mazzula, and he's sort of taking it that next step, but Udoka sort of installed this defense and this whole system and way of playing and everything, and the team just sort of took that and ran with it. Is that Could that be what's happening here? Yeah, I think you know Ime was important because he needed to be the you know the tough nosed guy that whipped everyone into shape and got the buy-in. 
once they got that collective buy-in and uh, the results started to come in, it's always much easier for everyone to go along when you're winning. And, you know, even though Missoula ball seems like it's the greatest offense in league history, they were really good on offense for the last six months of the season last year. So I think it's more just along the lines of Ime whipped him into shape. Joe, obviously, and Brad are running a similar system to what the team is used to. But now you have that collective buy-in to where your best players are entering their prime. Smart's playing the best basketball probably of his life. You have the depth. Everything is just coming together. But Ime was really important last year to build that foundation, and now you're just building upon it. Is it too early to call Jason Tatum the MVP of the league? I mean, yes, but not really. <laughs> you know, like In the grand scheme of things, they're only, what, 19 games into the season? But the way he's playing, it's just, I mean, you, we saw what he did against Luka, which was a, a heavy MVP candidate matchup. He's starting the year the way that an MVP had to, where he's your best player. He had a tough finals. What has he done? He's come in. He's locked in defensively. He's playing elite on both ends of the floor and setting that example. Jalen, the same thing. So when your best players are setting that tone, everybody is going to fall into it. I can't think of a player who's had a better start through 20 or so games on both ends of the floor than Tatum. So if you want to say he's the MVP, he's the MVP. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to really argue that. Luka has a much worse supporting cast. Uh, I don't know if that's what goes into the MVP voting these days. I mean, really, I think it's mostly star power. So you probably got a you know good neck-and-neck neck race here between those two. I'd say probably for most of the year. Giannis, you know, is going to pop back up, and Jokic probably. But, I mean, yeah. I don't. You know why I don't think it's too early, Greeny? Because whoever starts off the year as an MVP candidate generally doesn't just fall out of the race, you know? Like, unless they get hurt or something, it's usually the same group of guys that start the year well. Right, and I think as long as you – to build an MVP case – in today's NBA, you need a couple of things. You need the individual stats. You need to win at a high level, but you also need the narrative, right? I think yeah. nobody would be surprised that obviously there's a huge push for a Luka narrative. There's a huge push for a Tatum, you know, but the, that only happens if you win at a high level. And so even though Tatum might have better teammates, he also has higher expectations, right? Like, Everyone is looking at the Celtics under a microscope, given what they did last year. So for him, a guy that has traditionally started the first three, four months of their first you know, month and a half of the season really slowly, for him to come out with this approach and just rise to the occasion despite all the pressure, I think that's sort of what sets him aside. I mean, Luka might not have the teammates, but his team is barely over 500. Like, they were hyped up as a, as a title team, and they can't really win. They're losing to teams that have their best players out. It's all the things that we got frustrated last year to start the year with Tatum and Brown. It's like, why are you not able to get over the hump? This year they are, and, I mean, the results speak for themselves. Uh, we're talking with Dan Greenberg, uh, Stool Greeny, Barstool Sports. Uh, Greeny, are you surprised how little they've missed Robert Williams? Because you've probably heard me talking about this before you came on, but I thought he yeah. was much more integral to this team's success, and clearly, I mean, they're doing just fine without him. Yeah, well, I mean, Arkan, you know, I'm someone who thinks Marcus Smart is a more than worthy defensive player of the sure. year. So that, so that helps. But I think what we're seeing is sort of what people like me were trying to preach when it comes to what makes this team successful. They're not good because of one guy or two guys. What makes them so good is how all the pieces fit together. So there are areas of their game that they clearly miss Robert Williams. Offensive rebound, you know, the, just the lob threat that you mentioned isn't there. 
But the fact that they're able to defend collectively doesn't surprise me. You know, you had Tatum raise his level. Smart got, you know, healthy. He's starting to fight over screens more. So I just think the collective buy-in is like, listen, they know that Rob isn't there. So everyone feels like they're on a little bit of a higher attention to detail. They've had a top five defense over their last 10 games. Like they're still able to resemble the team we saw last year. And then in a month we're getting, you know, a highly impactful two-way player. So it doesn't surprise me because I knew what made this team successful was how all the pieces work together as opposed to just one guy. Yeah, I, I think Brad Stevens did a good job of clearing up the uh, log jam they had on the wing because, you know, Langford's gone, Neesmith is gone. You really sort of have, you know, the the things streamlined a little bit there. They got a bunch of point guards on this team, uh, four of them by my count. Is that what's? I feel like that's going to have to resolve itself some way. I don't feel like those four guys are going to be on the roster all year. It's just that seems untenable, doesn't it? What, what do you think is going to happen there? I don't know. I, what makes me nervous is, you know, Smart still has this bone bruise issue. Right. You never know what's going to happen with Brogdon. I just don't think... You can't, like, obviously Peyton is the one that's on the outside, right? But he's a proven, we saw what he did last night. He's a proven 40% three-point shooter. And I just would worry, given the health questions around your bigger, you know, combo guards, I can understand why they want that depth. And if, you know, there's a buyout guy that you can use maybe Justin Jackson's roster spot for, fine. But I just think with how uncertain, you never know. Like, Brogdon is one play away from missing a month. We just don't know. And I just would rather have that, you know, guard insurance than a third or fourth string center that probably won't make a difference. We've seen what Peyton Pritchard can do. He can make a legitimate difference. It just stinks that they're so deep, there's going to be games where he just doesn't play. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things that stink, the Eastern Conference kind of stinks. Like there's not, you know, there's the Milwaukee Bucks up at the top there with you. But other than that, I don't feel really great about any of these. T- the Bulls are under 500. The Heat's under 500. Brooklyn sucks. Like there, this conference I feel like is ripe for the taking this year. Maybe more so than I've ever I've seen in a while. Like I wasn't I wasn't expecting that this year either, Greeny. But is this is this something you think can maintain all year? Like, do you think these teams are, are taking big steps back, or are the Celtics just taking a big step forward? Um, I think it's probably a combination of both. Obviously, teams like Philly have had all their guys out. Uh, Miami didn't really do anything to improve their roster, and you're kind of seeing what their lack of depth is doing. But I think we are nowhere at the point where, you know, if the Celtics were to play in any of those teams, they can't just show up and think, oh, we're this number one seed, we're a wagon, we can just, you know, roll over you. They still have to play the right way and respect everybody because – these are the Boston Celtics. They can lose on any given night, you know, and they can be frustrating in that regard. But you're right. It is obvious. And even in the West, too, all the good teams in the West aren't really as, as you know, performing at yeah. the level we thought. So their opportunity is there. And I think going through what they went through last year allows them to have the perspective of we're not going to buy our own hype. We know that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And just having that mental focus is what is going to allow them to stay that you know, because really, you're right. It's them, there's a space, there's Milwaukee, and then there's a huge gap. So for them to do that, they need to stay focused. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll leave it right there. Dan Greenberg, uh, Stool Greeny, Barstool Sports. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, great to talk with you again, man. Awesome, Christian. Have a great week. All right, take care. That is, uh, once again, Dan Greenberg. You can check him out on uh, Barstool Sports, and you can follow him on Twitter at Stool Greeny, I believe. Uh, or is it Stool? Yeah, Stool Greeny. I think he got hacked or something and then uh, had a second Twitter account. 
which I feel like has been happening a lot lately. <laughs> Not with him, but just in general. Weird how that coincides with certain things, but whatever. Uh, Stool Greeny. G-R-E-E-N-I-E. Uh, there you go. All right, 617-779-7937. That is your phone number. Uh, we talked some Celtics there with you. Nice Celtics chunk. Uh, big block of Celtics talk right there. Coming up next, we'll talk a little Boston Bruins. Yeah, we'll talk Bruins. We'll talk Bruins right here in this room. I'm going to talk Bruins for an entire segment because I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's Bruins. Just set an NHL record. That's all. No big deal. Uh, yeah, just, you know, one of the best starts in the history of the National Hockey League, which, as some of you may know, goes back a ways. You know, we're talking like a long time of National Hockey League in this uh, in this country and beyond. So, yeah, that's uh, that that's impressive. That's something worth talking about. We will get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are right back to it. It's Christian Arcand on WEEI. The puck skips off Marshawn's stick. Brad Marshawn. Bosniak scores! Boston wins! And the Bruins are the first team in NHL history to start the season 12-0 at home. The way that they are winning, they get down 2-0 in this hockey game. It doesn't look great in the opening period. Periods 2-3 in overtime. Impressive what this team is is able to do. And they take advantage of the power play. The penalty killing again, something they need to continue to work on. They're giving up power play goals, but their own power play is dynamic. And here it is again, Pasternak with a one-timer. That's how it ended yesterday. The Boston Bruins score another win on their home ice. They haven't lost there yet, and that is historically good because uh, no team in NHL history has won their first 12 home games. That is the longest home winning streak from the start of the season by any team ever in the history of the NH freaking L. And that is uh, that is something to celebrate right there. I'll tell you what, it's the power of the Pooh Bear jerseys. That's what this is all about. You bring back the Pooh Bear jerseys, they never lose again. Uh, coincidence? I think not. I think not, mon frere. <laughs> this, team is, uh, this team is killing it. And I'll tell you what. I have a lot of people I got to say sorry to. <laughs> I got to say sorry to uh, Montgomery. I didn't think that was a great hire. I was a little dubious on him. He's been pulling all the right strings, really. I mean, he's been great. Uh, I, I like him after the games, too. I understand why uh, teams like him. I know it was sort of a risky hire with his history and everything, but so far, uh, so far he's been great. Um, uh, I hope things continue to be great for him. I do, honestly. I'm rooting for. I was rooting for him from the beginning. I didn't love it, but I was rooting for him, and uh, now I feel better about that. Here's another thing I loved about that game yesterday. It was the Carolina Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes in 2021-22, last season, owned the Bruins. Owned them. When they played the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes would score like seven goals on average, it seemed like. They won every game like seven to two. I know that's not true, but that's what it felt like. And then they played them in the playoffs, and actually the Bruins put up a fight. They put up a fight in those playoff games. Still lost, but they lost in seven games. And 
it seemed to me like when Carolina went up 2-0, I sort of hung my head. We were here early. It was an early game. We were getting ready for the show with Lou, and uh, you know, I was sort of watching him going, man, like this, this sucks. Uh, the Bruins have been beating all these teams, and yeah, they've got some good wins in there, but it would have been really nice to see him get that record at home against Carolina because Carolina was the real boogeyman for them last year. And instead, you know, go up 2 nothing in the first, and it's just like, all right, well, they're done. Nope. Not these Bruins. Not David Krejci. Goal in the second, goal in the third, then they get to overtime, and Carolina, uncharacteristically, Certainly when they're playing the Bruins, it's uncharacteristic. Makes a really boneheaded mistake in the overtime. Too many men in the ice, uh, which was clear and obvious. I mean, there was no way they could have missed that, these refs. Especially in the overtime when there's less guys out there. Bruins get a power play. Pasternak buries it. Boom. Record. Um, I just, I don't know, I don't know how, to, uh, how to respond to this, honestly. I don't know how to react. You keep waiting for something to slow them down a little bit. And I know they just lost the other day against uh, against Florida, but the game before that, they beat the hell out of Tampa Bay, and I feel like that cancels out. <laughs> you know, I feel like beating Tampa is better than losing to Florida is worse. Um, you know, and uh, was it a back-to-back? I don't think so, but it was, you know, the little Florida road trip they always do. And it was a road game. And listen, they can't win every single game. They're 18-3, and okay? I mean, it's not like, you know, they lost that one game to Toronto on Hockey Night in Canada after the Mitchell Miller thing. They had that Florida loss, and I don't even remember what the other game they lost. (laughs) I don't even remember what their other loss was. They've only lost three, and I can't remember the third. Uh, That's the type of season that they're having. That's the type of season that they're having. This is the kind of thing that you, that I certainly wasn't expecting at all. Um, the, The lack of hype going into this season, I think, was not undeserved you know they were they were a team that really just kind of patched up some stuff in the offseason by bringing back their own guys and hoping that would be enough and somehow to start the year that's been all they've needed Pasternak is off to a torrid pace Uh, Bergeron having a great year Hampus Lindholm who something happened today what happened today at practice Lindholm and someone fell on Lindholm or something yeah I think was it Coil, or Coil fell on Lindholm, or Lindholm fell on Coil. Someone fell on someone, and that someone got taken off the ice. Should probably look that up before I started the second. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. Make sure that's nothing too serious. Because if it's Lindholm, that's going to break my heart. Hampus Lindholm is off to such a freaking good start. Oh my god, watching him out there. I mean, really, like he has been magnificent to start the year. The idea of having a guy like him and a guy like McAvoy for the foreseeable future. Oh, oh, feel it in me plums. That's that's what, if you're a Bruins fan, you've been waiting for that. You've been waiting a long time for that. You know, Chara carried the load there for a while on that blue line. But if you have two real studs down there, oh, boy, that's something. That's something you don't you don't see every day in the NHL on any team. Uh, and certainly not lately on the Bruins. Not, you know, Char and Seidenberg, maybe you want to go back that far. But, you know, two guys who are who are really playing out of their minds. And Lindholm's certainly doing that right now. Uh, David Krejci, a revelation after his one year in the Czech Republic. Um, Marshant uh, came back and has picked right up where he left off. Dabruska's been good. Zaka's been good. Felino's been good. Noshik's been good. I think it was Noshek fell on Lindholm or Lindholm fell on Noshek today. It was one of those two things, right? I got to look it up. I That's okay. Seen, I haven't seen it on Twitter. Someone fell on someone. 
I think it was Lindholm fell on Nosher. Just don't hurt my Lindholm. Don't hurt my Hampish. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you can say. Uh, one thing I'm a little worried about, a little, little uh, scared about, was Linus Allmark going down with that injury yesterday. And Swayman coming in. Swayman played great when he came in, so I'm not worried about him. But I am worried about Allmark being injured because you don't get off to this kind of start without him playing the way he's playing in that. I know the Bruins have been scoring a lot of goals, but he has been out of his mind good to start the year. Totally I mean, different. Yeah. Like a totally different guy from last year. He's in there doing backflips every night. Like, he's killing it. And he's playing more than any other goalie in the league's play. Like, he's, you know, because Swayman's been hurt all of this month, he's been playing more than any other goalie. Uh, Linus Allmark's played more minutes than any goalie so far to this year. I think that's still true. And um, I was sort of... At first, I was worried, well, now if Swayman comes back and, let's say, he loses the home win streak or something, then everyone's going to be saying, oh, bench Swayman, keep Allmark in there. And my point all along has always been, no, 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 you need both of them. You need both of them. You can't just say, oh, just throw Allmark out there. He'll be your main guy. He'll, you know, he'll be in that 70 games and you give uh, Swayman the other 12. Or he'll be in there 66, you give Swayman the other uh, 16. Or whatever. You got to be closer to, like, I don't know. 49-33, something like that. And it's probably even closer than that. So I wouldn't, I, you know, like it's 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 tough to see Allmark go down, but it's really, it's tough to see either one of them go down. Allmark played great while Swayman was out, but that's untenable. That's something you can't, you can't rely on, I don't think, either one of them yet to carry you all year and to be a primary goal, you know, in, in the sense of a, of a number one goalie who plays, you know, the lion's share of the starts. You need both these guys. If you want to if you wanna stay at this peak you're at right now, I think you need both of these guys. And you can stay there. I think it's possible to stay there. I don't think this is the Bruins are peaking too early necessarily because I don't know that they're maybe they won't play this great all year, but when you talk about peaking too early, like you have to really come down from your peak. I don't know how far down from this peak they're going to get. I really don't. I think that they have a chance to stay right up around where they are right now. Maybe not all year, but I think that they could lead this uh, conference for most of the year. I think this could be a president's uh, trophy winner. I think that's absolutely in the cards uh, for this team this season. With the start that they're off to, the way that they're goaltending, and the way that the secondary scorings come alive, and the way that the coach has really got these guys all pulling in the same direction. I think all of that stuff's on the table. 100% I do. Um, But you're going to need both your goalies. You're going to need them both. So let's hope that this injury to Linus is uh, nothing too serious, and let's hope that Swayman can keep playing well uh, in his stead because Olmark's been unbelievable. And Swayman I like a lot, and I'm rooting for him, and I hope that he's able to uh, to go out there and uh, and continue what he was doing last year because I thought he was very good last year too. Um, at times I thought he was the second-best goalie in the Eastern Conference last year. So, you know, it's the NHL. Things change quickly. That That's, uh, that's uh, one thing you can hang your hat on, maybe the only thing. But, uh, yeah, let's see. I'm keeping my eye on this goalie situation because everything, everything else just seems to be going a little bit too smoothly, doesn't it, for the Bruins? Like, nothing ever goes this smoothly for this team, ever. Even when they're winning the Stanley Cup, like, the power play is not good. You know, there's, it's never, you never see everything just working all at once. If you're a Bruins fan, you watch that and you start getting suspicious. <laughs> like, when's that, when's that piano going to fall on our heads? And I don't think that's happening anytime soon, but... I still got my antennas up. I think everybody does. Anyway, there you go. Bruins killing it. What can you say? Uh, 617-779-7937. That is your phone number. When we come back, we'll reset on the Patriots. Their uh, loss to the Vikings. A moral victory, perhaps? I don't I don't know if I'd say that. But I will say that uh, it wasn't a bad loss. 
It wasn't a bad loss. On the scale of losses, it was a good loss because the offense looked like a real offense. We'll get to all of that uh, right after these words. How was your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 